starting a series. It's called Rooted Together. And so today's part one of, it's called The Island. And we're gonna, for the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about, uh, really about groups and why they're important, uh, kind of building up to February the 8th, okay? So mark your calendars, February 8th. That's the week after the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll be having groups meeting around, I'm hoping around all around town on different days of the week. Um, and so tonight we're doing that training, like I said. Uh, but we're going to be doing small groups, and, and um, there's all co- a group can be really anything. It could be uh, at, a, at a coffee house. It could be in a house. It could be at work. Um, it could be on the football field. It could be up in the mountain. And so we want to just figure out how to be able to partner people together that have the same interests and passions and be able to do life together. Um, be able to help those that aren't part of church. They'll be a part of that. And so we're starting that. And so today we're going to start a series for the next three weeks. I want to encourage you, don't miss. Um, Robert and I have been working on this for a few weeks, kind of building up to this. And uh, we're excited for the next three weeks. And so part of us is so anxious that uh, we're going to try really hard not to get into next week's lesson because it's so good. Um, next week you don't want to miss. And we're going to kind of just kind of start this off today with that. So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You ready for this? Really good. Yeah, I am really excited about uh, what we're starting in small groups. Um, it's it's just a it's a fantastic thing. And one of the things I love about the Grove, Eric, and what what we've done and what we've moved forward with is is just that you know we're not a we're not a church with small groups. We're a church of small groups, and it's it's fantastic. That's good. I'm going to say that again because I want people to get this. This is an important statement for us, right? Right. We're not a church with small groups. We're a church of small groups. That is our heart. We want to be a church outside of the theater. These Mm -hmm. seats are really comfortable. Um, Rows are great to learn about, you know, God and to be challenged, take that next step. Mm -hmm. But circles are better than rows when it comes to really becoming the kind of people God wants us to. So circles are better than rows when when it comes to really uh, engaging and taking those, those really steps that God's calling us to. So it is, it's an important week. It is. So it is, you know, and as, as we've thought about it and, and I, you know, I hearken back to, to years and years ago uh, when I was, you know, first asked to be in a small group. Harken back? Harken back. Yeah, <laughs> I said that out loud. It's not even Christmas. Hark, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. awesome. So, I mean, I, I think back to that, that time when I was, when I, you know, first introduced the kind of small group thing. And I, as a guy. Okay, if I could just talk to the guys for a little while, you know, yeah. um, I, I, that didn't sound good to me. I mean, it sounded like I was going to be in a situation where, you know, I, I have to talk about stuff, share stuff. They're going to grill me. I'm going to have to answer questions. Or, you know, I, don't, I wasn't sure what it was going to be. But, you know, one of our things, I think, you've probably experienced this too. As a guy, we tend to want to just... You know, give me my cave. That's where I do all my thinking, all my planning, all my whatever in life. And then I'll come out of my cave and let everybody know what I decided when I was in there. Right. You know, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of that thing. Yeah. Man cave, right? Right. right. The man cave. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I th- I, that's a challenge, I think, as we look forward to doing this. Um, because what I've learned from my own personal experience is that that's not always been good for me. Um, It's kind of that isolation thing. And when we, when we isolate, um, especially as men, but when we, when we isolate, we, we really don't make our best decisions when we isolate. Yeah. That's what we want to talk about today. We, we, we do not make wise decisions usually when we're in isolation. And so there's this idea of this island, you know, we can, Man, if we just got our own little island, life would be perfect because I'm the boss, I'm the president, I'm in charge of everything, so it's my way, it's just it's going to be great. 
But really, that's, it, it, it'll never promise, it, it'll never live up to that expectation, that idea when we're all alone in isolation. It just doesn't work. I'm going to give you an example. I have um, a friend that um, he was, when, by the time I got married, he had been married about maybe seven or eight years and went through a, a, a separation, a divorce with his wife. Um, and, and I was just getting, re- I was getting married. And so uh, it was, it was, it took a couple, it was a few years into his separation and, um, and his transition in life. And we were, we were just driving one day and I said, Hey, I, I'm, I'm a newlywed. Um, what, what advice can you give me? And he said, Eric, this is the advice I would give you. He says, go at it together uh, with sincerity. He says, just whatever you face, go, go with it together. And he said this, he says, we got into this, um, this, this part of our life where we had a lot of strain in our relationship, in our marriage. He said, we, got into, we, we took on too much debt, too much lo- uh, of debt load on, onto us. And it began to just create this really big strain. We'd fight over money, over everything that was going on. And he says, it just wasn't healthy. And he says, what I did is, as I thought as the man, it was my job to solve all this. And so I just pulled away and I began to try to fix it all on my own. And so every time, I, he, at the point when he was married, his, his wife would ask him, hey, can we do this? He would kind of blow her off and say, I got this, I got this. Well, well the way she took that was um, he didn't care. He didn't want anything to do with her. And he went at it. He tried to solve the, their problems all alone. And he said, really, he said, I think, he, as, as he's going through this, he said, there's a lot of reasons. But he says, that was probably the larger issue is the fact that I didn't include her in this. And I isolated myself away from her to try to solve it. He was trying to do something good, but mm-hmm. in that isolation, he did not make a wise choice. And that was his advice to me. I was, I was a newlywed, and I said, give me some advice. And um, he was really candid and said, hey, just if you're going to go through something, don't do it alone. Go together as a couple because you'll, you'll grow stronger together. You'll make better choices. And that was really it. Um, and, and that's not really um, – that, that's not an isolated event. That, that no. happens a lot. No, it does. I mean, if you think academically, I, I remember, although it was a while ago, I, I do remember college and being in college, and I, I study on my own for tests. And, you know, of course, I'd wait because I'm, you know, not collaborating, not working with anybody. And, yeah, I, I did worse when I isolated and studied alone. Um, right now I'm working with a, a lady, and, I mean, it's not even a guy's situation. It's a lady, and she's, she isolated herself, and she started making – and that's the thing, Eric, is it's, it's little thing by little thing, these little decisions. And so she decided she would help her son with this and then with this. And, then, and now she's got a boatload of debt. He's uh, unable to help her. She's in, you know, she's in a really bad situation. I mean, we're looking at uh, she may have to do the big B, you know, bankruptcy situation. I mean, it's ugly situation and you know as I am working with her and, and trying to help her as much as I can uh, to work it out really the, the nutshell is that if she had talked to me here at the beginning um, and not isolated herself in those decisions she wouldn't be where she is right now because yeah. we don't make wise choices when we're in isolation um, I mean it, it's my looking back in my life most of the time that I made bad decisions and it wasn't so much I was all alone, and we'll talk about this next week, is I isolated myself away from good influences. Like I pushed myself away from good influences and got with some bad influences. It's, it's like this example of Robert and I as, 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 as friends, as, as the church, as the community. Um, for me, I would never look at pornography in front of Robert because there's something in me that says that's just not right. But why is it all of a sudden when I'm alone, I begin to entertain these thoughts and saying, hey, it's not that big of a deal. It's just me. But yet in community... Right? You just make wiser choices when you have people that are holding you accountable when you're around people. 
And so the idea is today that we want to talk about is just you, we will not make wise choices if we are all alone in isolation because God did not create us that way. We look at God, and he's, at, in fact, the picture of community. Right. We call him the Trinity. He's the Father, right. the Son, the Holy Spirit. This idea of this relationship, that he is a, a part of a community together. And he created us the exact same way, wired us for needing, needing people. In fact, um, what did he tell Adam? First man he created. Right. Life was perfect. He was on the island, all right? <laughs> and God says, Adam... Yeah. It's not good for you to be alone. Yeah, it's not good for you to be alone. And then right. he made him, made her, made him a really awesome gift, right? Right, yeah. right, right, he did. You know, another biblical story that, that I mean, if we want to look back at the Bible, here's this book, you know, 2,000 plus years old. You know, it's been sitting on our mom's coffee room table forever. And, and right there is just is perfect wisdom for us that speaks of us relevant to today is the story of uh, David with Bathsheba. Um, uh, most of you may remember the story. If, if you don't, um, David, it was a time. In fact, I think we have the verse, yeah, right? Oh, wait, wait, before you go there, let me take one step back because this will ruin it if I go too fast. Even even the business community knows isolation is not good. That's right. I, I found an article. Yeah. We're going to put that one up. Uh, this is in the Harvard, Harvard Business Review. Leadership knows this. Business knows that. And it was the nine, let me read that, nine habits that lead to terrible decisions. Not just bad decisions, yeah, but terrible, terrible decisions. decisions. Guess what number seven was? Guess. Isolation. How'd you know? <laughs> number seven, isolation. isolation. So this is, it's just a principle. We cannot make wise choices in isolation. Okay, back All to right. David and Samuel. Right. Yeah. So, so David, um, it says here, and this is how the story starts. In the spring, at a time when kings go off to war, I have it over here. I'm going to break my neck. David sent Joab. So David, David sent Joab out with the kings. One of his leaders. With, with his, yeah, one of his leaders with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. So everybody left. Everybody left David. So David is alone. And he, he's there in his castle, happy. And, and then the next slide there. It says he got up out of bed and he was walking around on the on the roof, and uh, from the roof he saw a woman bathing, bathing, and the woman was very beautiful, and that that really starts the story for David, right? Because from there, he decides, well, I should have her over, and so he gets, you know, he has her brought over. They do things they shouldn't do. Um, she gets pregnant. Now he's got a bigger problem. And, and Eric, he didn't, he didn't reach out. He still remained isolated and made yet one more decision to, to try and bring her husband home so that he could, you know, be with her and then they could say the kid was his. That didn't work. And, and he goes as far as having the guy killed by putting him in. He has his leaders put him in the front. They don't ask him. He doesn't tell him. He's the king, right? Whatever he wants. You know, and he just, he did the whole thing in isolation. You know, in a nutshell, at the end of this uh, story, this chapter, um, it says on the slide. Yeah, Second um, Samuel. Uh, but the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. You know, and I mean, that's bad. Then the situation for David, the rest of David's life was impacted by these decisions he made in isolation. Right. You know, but, and, you know, it's not an isolated event. It's not an isolated event. This goes on and on throughout Scripture. When you begin to look at when people made unwise choices. In fact, so Adam was the first man, right? And God says it's not good to be alone, so I'm going to create you a helper. And he creates Eve. 
Well, guess when sin enters the picture? How, was, was Eve with a lot of people? No. The Bible says she was, she was alone, and she, as the serpent came and tempted her. Um, and and as, he, as, she, as he tempted her and said, hey, you know, I know God said these things, but it's not going to affect you that much. She made an unwise choice because she didn't consult God. Say, hey, would you give me clarification on this? You said any tree except this one, which the enemy twists it. And he says, oh, no, um, God didn't say you can't eat of any tree, right? And she's like, no, just not that one. And she begins to manipulate and, and confuse her. And in her isolation, she begins to make a bad choice, um, which, which leads, to, leads to, to more problems, more issues. She didn't consult Adam. She wasn't with Adam when this was all taking place. She was alone. Um, throughout throughout scriptures, throughout throughout life, I bet if you look, you'll see when people make the worst choices, they're usually in isolation, all alone, trying to do this. When David did it, it said that this displeased the Lord, his choice. What would it have looked like if, if David would have said, you know what, I messed up, let's fix this, and he began to seek God? Maybe there would have been a solution. Or in the first place, he would never isolate himself and said, you know what, right. I should really be with my guys doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Essentially, it said that David wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. He, sent his, he, he delegated his authority, his leadership to somebody else and said, I'm going to take it easy. When all my people are fighting, I'm going to be here relaxing. All the men in my country are fighting, I'm going to be here. And he, he, he made an unwise choice by isolating himself, which led to another unwise choice, which led to more uh, choices that were not, not wise. And this is uh, what goes back to, to, to Eve. And so um, in, in scriptures, Paul tells us in Colossians, uh, he says, so then just as you receive Christ, um, and this is Colossians 2, all right, if you're with us, uh, two, two starting in verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. So he's saying those that start a relationship. So if you're here today, maybe, maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you've never been to church. You haven't been to church in a long time. Uh, and this is kind of a statement to those he's saying, all right, for you that have made this choice to follow Christ. If that's not you, man, I hope by the end of the day that you would think about that because um, Jesus gave us a way to live that is the best way we could possibly live our, our, our life. And he invites us into that. He invites us into right relationship. So he's saying, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. And he says this word, rooted and built up in him. Strengthen in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So, so Paul's getting this idea. So as the grove, we take it on this, this, this picture of, of the aspen grove, all right? We see it in the mountain. It's a beautiful uh, picture of community, of these trees. And, and every single tree is actually, it, it's a root system underneath the ground that are tied together. It's a network. It's, it's a large, one of the largest living organisms we have in the earth. So I think it's a beautiful picture of, of, of the body of Christ, of people that, that are following Christ. We're a family. Those that are, that, are, that are Christians, we become a family, and we join, and we're, we're rooted together. And so um, as we take on this idea of, of, of groups that we're going to be starting, here's the idea is that we become connected. So in, Psalm, in, in the Psalms, the first Psalms, it says that, that, that the person that delights in God's way is, is a wise person. He's blessed. He's happy. He's like a tree. And throughout scriptures, it compares people to trees over and over. He says he's like a tree that's planted by living water, like by a stream of water. Okay? So imagine this tree that has a source of life, this water that's, that, that, that's there to, to, to give it life. It's like a tree planted by water, and it bears fruit in due season. It's, it's always producing, and its leaves never wither. So this picture of this tree that's by, by the source of life, it's water. And for us, it would be the picture of one tree and then all these other trees surrounding it. You know, the aspen, if you plant one, one aspen by itself, isolated, it's not going to do that well. It'll be more susceptible to, to disease. It'll be, it, it won't, it won't, it's alone. It needs help. But if you plant three or four next to each other in community, 
they'll do really well because they were made that way. Well, that's a picture of us. When we're planted by ourselves, even if we seek God and, and we're going to Him for our source of life, there's a component that we need to be rooted and connected together. So our roots go down for nourishment into, into, to find that water, that source of life. But then our roots go sideways horizontally and they begin to find other people. And this picture of, of, the, of an aspen grove is just a beautiful picture of what we're trying to create here, saying, what would it look like if all of us had these relationships where we, see, we, have, we have the source of life, that's God, but then we have relationships of, with others that we can carry. Oh, you're struggling with that? Man, I used to have a really big struggle that way. Can I tell you I overcame? You know how much that encourages somebody? You can begin to give answers. You begin to help them. Man, mm-hmm. when, some, when a couple's going through a difficult time, to have another couple say, you know what? We went through that also. Yeah. That we, we, we work through it, and you can do it also. Yeah. That gives hope, and it, it encourages people. Um, an, aspen, an aspen grove, if there's, if there's multiple generations, they're healthier. Um, if it's just one generation together, it's this idea that we need, we need wisdom from the older people, and the older people need life from the younger people. It's, it's how can we connect? How can we interact? And God doesn't want us to be isolated or alone or separated. So we're, like, we're supposed to be like a tree planted by water, and, and God is our water. He's our source. Can you imagine a tree that's by a stream of water? He's thriving. He's doing really well, producing fruit. And one day he gets in his head and says, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the desert to fi- try to find a better life. I'm going to look for an island. And he uproots himself and goes off to where there's no source and there's no other trees. How long do you think he would survive? Not very long. He wouldn't survive very long. But if he stays planted by water and he stays within the community, he's going to thrive and he's going to flourish. Right. And, you know, I, I, in my work setting, I, this happens um, all the time for us. Um, I'm an IT manager, so I deal with software developers. Um, that's, I have 10, 10, 10 staff members and. You know, we, we, we bring on new people, and they, they, they don't know. And in IT, I mean, and maybe other industries too, but if you don't know, you can't say you don't know because you, you have to be smart, intelligent, and know everything. And what happens when they isolate is that they won't say anything. Three days before it's due, and this happened, guy comes to me and says, I, I just I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, why? You, I gave this to you a month ago. You know, we got it deliver in three days. It's too late. So I tell my guys, you, if you don't know, get out of your seat and ask. Find somebody. We've all been here. I've been there 20 years. I'm, I'm approachable. Ask me. And, and by developing that sense of community within my teams, um, it's, it's just what you said. We flourish. We deliver on time. We make good decisions, and that and it's it's that that sense of staying out of isolation that empowers us to make better decisions. Yeah. Right. So we don't make wise choices. We're in isolation. Yeah. He continues on in Colossians. He says, um, "You receive Christ. Grow up in Him. Be rooted and built up in Him." That's the, that's the heart of God. Is that we would mature and we would grow. Um, let your faith increase and grow with overflowing thankfulness. He says this next part. So, oh, see to it that no one takes you captive, captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the, el- and the element spiritual forces of the world rather than on Christ. So he takes it a step further saying, hey, there's these ideas out there that says isolation is good. And he's saying, no, it's not. Look at Eve. Look at David. Um, look, at, look at your own stories of where you isolated yourself and what kind of choices did you make. It's not good. He invites us. And here's why. Community. When we're in community, it empowers us to make better decisions which lead to better outcomes. Right. That's right. what community does for us. 
And next week, we're going to hit this hard. We're going to talk about this, what it looks like. Uh, when, when Robert and I work on something together, when, we're to, when we are, um, face something in the church, and I have other people that I, have, have, I ask advice from and, and wisdom, man, I get through those difficulties really quick because I'm using their uh, wisdom, their knowledge of their experience, uh, even sometimes just their perspective. Because when you're isolated and alone, you just don't see clearly all the time. It's your pain. It's what you're feeling. And you're looking in the mirror, and all you see is what you see. And when you get somebody else's perspective, they begin to say, hey, you know, that's not the whole picture. And as part of it is right, that pain is true. But here's really what I see. And we invite those people to help us. Because community empowers us to make better decisions, which will lead to better outcomes. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go story after story, but I mean, just even, I, you know, I was dealing with something and in my head, I had my plan and I just, you know, I just heard that little check. You should talk to Lori about this, which is always exciting. I love talking to Lori. So I ran it by Lori. She goes, you know, she gets this face. It goes like, what? <laughs> what were you <laughs> thinking? Quite, what were you thinking? No, it's not quite that bad. But she, she gives me that look and. And she, you know, tilts the head, you know. And that's when I know I'm about to have fun. I'm about to have a better outcome. Because then she'll share, well, what about this? And did you think of that? And it seems more like you should do this. You know, we have that interplay and that balance. And it's, I mean, it's what God wants for us. It's what Eve needed. David certainly needed that. And, and, and small groups, and I'm leaning toward next week, but small groups gives us that opportunity to have those better outcomes just because we're rubbing up against each other. You know, we, we have, we talked about this in the starting over thing series. Uh, we talked about that time when you hit and you're asking yourself, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? You know, and maybe you were thinking, you know, my, my situation is unique. So I, I need, I can dodge these rules or um, if I could just find the right person everything will be right. I mean, those those things, after the fact, what was I thinking? We know that those weren't true. But if we, when we get in community, like you said, when we get in community, we start rubbing up against people. And sometimes you don't even have to share. You can just see somebody else's life and you're like, oh, wow, they're talking about what I'm going through right now. I'm not saying anything. And wow, I was about to careen my life off a cliff, you know. And that type of thing. I mean, it's God provided community for us, Eric, so we could have better outcomes. So we have better outcomes. And that's his desire for us. He wants us to, to be able to challenge each other, to help each other. Because when, when we're in isolation, it doesn't, um, it doesn't lead to good, good outcomes. Um, in fact, um, um, I lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. I know. It was a good one, too. It was good. I was trying to be polite I and let you finish. And I was like, oh, I have a good thought to follow this up. So, it was so good. Let, let me check the script. I don't think that was in there. <laughs> it is not in there. That's why it's so good. So <laughs> you tell me if it's good, all right? We're, all we're right. in this thing together. That's right. So when we make bad decisions, um, usually the thought process that got us into that, solu- that situation is not going to get us out of that situation, all right? So the thought process that gets us into, into problems is not going to get us out of it. Mm. And a lot of times when we're in isolation, we just don't know what that next thought's supposed to be. But when we have communities saying, hey, what are you thinking? I know with my wife, when we, um, when we work on something together, you know, you're talking about Lori when she corrects you. Well, if you're yeah. a prideful person and you want to be isolated, you're yeah. going to take that as a threat. You're right. going to take it as she doesn't love me, she doesn't right. care for me. Man, what is she, who just thinks she, she is? Is she better than me? 
But when you're in a, in a community and you begin to realize, I need people to help me, you begin to make wiser choices. You realize that what they're um, saying is actually going to be helpful for, for us. And when you begin to have that outlook of saying, I'm not, an I'm not an island. I'm not alone. I'm not by myself because God created us to do something. Because community empowers us to make better yeah. decisions. Yeah, and you just touched on something really major, uh, especially for men. In terms of being able to step out of isolation, probably, probably the number one thing you've got to have is a certain amount of humility to be able to do that. And that's I mean, hard for guys. Oh, it's hard. You know, and, and, and I, have, I have one lady and the rest, the other nine are guys. You know, and uh, and that's something that we deal with at work. Uh, you're talking about at work, yeah, yeah. at work, because um, yeah, especially with software development, you're you know you're the hero. You're the they call it. There's a phrase um, for us, you know, the rescuer, the save the day guy, um, drama queen. I think actually might have come up, but um, <laughs> it's that whole thing. And and for for us to have humility, and Eric, to tell you the truth. Um, I absolutely have to lead with humility for these guys to be willing to be humble. Yeah. And I have to say, I, I, you know, I don't know. And I don't. My wife already knows I don't know, so I really don't have to pretend with her. <laughs> <laughs> You've established relationship. You've established trust. Right. She yeah. And even when you establish it, it's sometimes it's still hard to hear. I'm like, you're hurting me here. You're telling me the truth. Yeah. I just don't want to hear yeah, this. Do you we'll, want this back? <laughs> we will see the opposite of this on the football field today. Or we will maybe not, you know. It might have happened to some of you fans last week. Sorry. I won't bring up sorry. any names, but Cowboys, yeah. I am sorry. All right? Yeah. But yeah. even those players, they know they cannot work in isolation. They have to be in community. They have to work with others. Yeah. Or they will not be any good, and they will lose their jobs, and right. they will not get paid right. the money they need to get paid. Right. We see it all around us. We know we know it, but it's sometimes just really difficult to say, all right, I need to step step outside of my past, step outside of my, my, my previous mm-hmm. habits, my previous mm-hmm. ways of dealing with things and say, mm-hmm. I need help, all right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy, it's okay to say I need help because it's actually going to produce something really good, right. difficult, but it's going to be really good. When it comes to community and group, now we want to invite you to be a part of that, okay? Just, just – um, Begin the thought process here. And this is today, I guess, lead us to that. What is this yes. thought process that we need to start to get ready for February 8th? Well, if we want to talk about our challenge, um, I, my challenge, especially to the men, uh, but to everyone, is to take a look at the things that you're dealing with. Um, just, I mean, small groups aside, what we're, we're trying to do aside, if you're isolating in a specific area, where you're trying to figure it out, you don't want to talk to anybody because it's, it's starting to look bad, you'll feel stupid, all, all that type of thing. Just, our, our challenge, make a list. Um, and maybe you just have a couple things, you don't need a whole list. I, I, you know, I have a list sometimes. Um, make a list of areas where you're isolating and where being in community would help you have a better outcome. Um, I can't tell you how many times I was sure. I knew for sure I was making the right decisions. I was heading down the right, ro- right road. It was going to work in my favor, only to have it blow up. And then I was asking the question, what was I thinking? And if you're in that spot, our challenge to you today is to, to make a list um, you can keep it on your phone under passcode lock if you want or whatever, but make a list of areas where you are isolating, where community would help you. 
um, and, and, and begin that process. Because as we move into small groups, small groups are going to be fun. We're going to have a blast. We, we have some great things lined up and, and some very exciting opportunities um, that have already been, already been discussed in those things. These, this, what we're talking about coming out of isolation is just a bonus. It's a bonus to the fun that, that we'll have when we're doing small groups. So make a list. Check it twice. Make sure you got everything on there. Even as one thing, if you have to just put one thing, that's a start. And that is so much healthier if you can, can um, start with one and then begin to say, is there anything else? And in that list, even praying, say, God, would you help me with this? Is there something I'm missing here in life? And I promise that God, he has good plans for you. He wants you to do this. He wants you to be um, connected. So no one makes good decisions in isolation. Nobody, all right? Um, so make a list of areas where you have isolated yourself. Begin to think through that and say, what would happen if I invited people into that? And um, that's where we're going to kind of end now. Next week, we're going to talk about um, what, what community looks like. It's going to be a lot of fun, great, great week planned out. And here's the thing with groups. Um, our philosophy is this. We want to have groups of, of, of people, what they're already doing now naturally. So if you like shooting guns, man, let's have a, sm- a, a, a small group built around shooting guns. All right? Does that sound like fun? <laughs> man, if you, if you like, um, some of us in this room, maybe marriage, that's, that's a big deal. Okay? We need to work on our marriage. Let's have a marriage small group. We're going to have different options out there and abilities. But we want to be able to say, you know what? Community is actually um, a, a good thing for us if we all begin to take steps away from isolating and being alone and trying to do it all by ourselves. So any you last know, thoughts? Yeah, you know, Eric, this the whole community thing and helping us get better outcomes, the first community really starts between us and the Lord. You know, for, for if you're here today and... And you don't know the Lord, you, 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 you're not sure who Jesus is and that type of thing, and, and you don't know um, much about that. We want to give you an opportunity to, to experience that community, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, Eric and I sh- share that. A lot of people here have that. And um, it, is, it is the best thing ever um, and has, has helped me huge have fantastic outcomes in life and it's somebody I can go to Eric when I'm stuck um, and when I'm not stuck the Lord is there um, and a best friend to me and we just want to give you that opportunity as well Amen. so uh, if, if you don't mind we, we'll just close our eyes so uh, you know just bow our heads sir just for some reverence and and to give some privacy um, if you're interested in, in knowing more about Christ you want to commit your life to Christ um, maybe you've struggled with Christianity, right? You, you're not sure you want to be one. Uh, Christians tend to have a bad rap. Uh, no one, I just want, I, I, I get it, I understand. And no one can redefine Christianity for you. Um, but don't miss Jesus because we all have stuff that we need to do, do something with. Things that we've missed, things that things where we've missed the mark. We haven't lived up to our own standards, let alone to God's standards. And I just want to give you an opportunity here. If you want a relationship with Jesus Christ, you want that community, just go ahead and, and raise your hand, lift your hand. Awesome. Anyone else? Praise the Lord. Let me just lead you in a prayer because really it's, the praying is just talking to God. And we'll all, we'll all pray this prayer with you. And uh, um, 
I'll just lead you in this prayer. And it's a conversation. And then on the connection card, just write a note there. If you, if you don't have one, we'll get you one. There's some by the front door. And just make a note for us so that we know and we can pray for you and we can encourage you. So just pray this prayer with me. Um, Lord Jesus, I want to start a relationship with you. Jesus, just come into my heart and life, into, into my thoughts, and lead me in a path that, that gives me the outcomes that you want me to have. Forgive me of all of my sins, all the things I've done wrong. And let me start fresh with you. In Jesus' name. Amen.